protein. Mm -hmm. Protein and, will keep you full. And that's going to come in part two again. Protein. It is, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, protein, of course, will keep you more full, fuller, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, it will also help your muscles build back up as we talk about what we're going for in part two as well. Welcome back to Circe Health Pod. We have landed ourselves back in India. Happy to be home. With our bellies full. With our bellies full. <laughs> and that leads us into today's topic. Unfortunately, our bellies are probably a little more than full after weeks of vacationing and probably indulging in a little too much delicious food. Anyway, today we will tell you how to hopefully zap that belly fat for the long term and the short term. We'll give you some of our own tips and some, of course, tried and true and study, research study back tips, courtesy yes. of a joy. Um, but just want to remind you, in case you've forgotten, that our goal in these podcasts is to educate you and, of course, to empower you so that you can prevent and or bid farewell to chronic health issues permanently. And if you've forgotten again, I'm Dr. Jenny Prabhu, and this is... Ajay Prabhu. I'm a double-boarded internal medicine and pediatrics doctor working in both the U.S. and India. How lucky am I? And, <laughs> yes, you are. And I am a research pathologist, and I do not practice in, in anywhere. <laughs> I just uh, uh, help people get better. You practice finding excellent evidence-based clinical information. Hopefully. Excellently. So, what is there in the belly? Let's just, no? Should we just jump in and talk about Right what? now, there's a lot of Spanakopita in my belly, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I digress. Go ahead, Enjoy. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, uh, you know, nobody, whenever they talk about belly fat, nobody talks about what is actually there in the belly, right? I mean, they just say, oh, um, we have to get rid of the belly fat and, and so on and so forth, but nobody talks about what exactly constitutes, when you see somebody with a paunch or, you know, or us with a paunch. Or a beer belly, or yeah, love is, handles, or whatever yeah, you want yeah, to call them. Yeah. What is in it? So, what is in it is visceral fat. When I say visceral fat, what that means is whenever we eat stuff and the body wants to store stuff, um, it stores it as quickly as possible around the organs, just around the, the intestines and any other organs that are uh, in our body. Uh, in the abdominal In the abdominal cavity. Yes, correct. And um, that obviously takes up space, so therefore your, your belly starts to protrude. Now it comes to the second point, which is that it can protrude only if your muscles are weak. So that's the other part in the belly. When you have a protruded belly, that basically is telling you that the muscles around the belly are weak. They cannot hold that fat like tightly close to the body. We'll get to this when we talk about exercises, right? Yeah. Later on in yeah. part two. Yeah, in part yes. two. Yeah, so we will again... Might do this. Because we ramble. <laughs> so we will go into part two and talk yes. about exercises. The first one I think we really need to concentrate on is 80% of the way, which I think is through diet. diet. Yeah, diet, diet. And, and fasting maybe. Yeah, fasting. fasting we might have to save for part two at this point. <laughs> maybe, but, maybe. but yeah, it's really about modifying when you eat, how you eat, what you eat, right? Yeah, yeah. So now that I've defined what is uh, what uh, is belly fat, belly fat um, why do we have belly fat? Oh my God! Now you have to ask you. You're gonna ask me for. I that. have to ask you for that because that's one of your favorite, <laughs> the history. So yeah, do you guys ever wonder why we have fat in our bellies mainly, not around? You know, yes, of course, women will say, oh, we have it around our arms and. Men will say that too. 
Yeah, I guess. But mostly, okay, mostly <laughs> I've noticed women saying that. Or around their hips and, and so on and so forth. If you think about most where most of the belly fat resides, it's in the part where, you know, 200,000 years ago when we had to really, you know, hunt around and walk quite a bit and so on. That's the part that is the closest to the center of your gravity, center, gra center of gravity. And when you're running or you're walking, it will cause the least amount of discomfort. If it was on, I don't know, on your cheek or your, your <laughs> you know, something, it would be a little difficult to run or, or walk around, right? If you have it in the very close to the center of gravity, it's easy. So that's why we have belly fat, okay? Um, and of course, we will talk about how we are going to try to reduce it, I hope, in the next few weeks. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and how, we, you know, we recommend uh, how pe people can people can do this. So, do you want to talk about the good news in this in terms of the belly fat in... in well, good and bad news. I think maybe, anyway, for the, if we're talking about short-term belly fat, yeah, yeah. post-vacation mm -hmm. belly fat, yeah, post-wedding um, <laughs> belly fat, post-birthday belly fat, whatever you want to say, if you've been indulging recently and you realize you look a little more fluffy, um, <laughs> the good news is that, uh, as my husband likes to call it, the marbles in the mug theory is true. So whatever goes in last comes out first. So... Um, your body will preferentially get rid of that latest added or last sure. added uh, body fat or marble, sorry, belly fat. So, you know, if you see you've gained weight in your belly, but also your arms or your hips. Yes, yes. So, um, <laughs> sorry, it's not just your belly, but most people are more concerned about belly fat, I think, um, uh, in general. So anyway, that will come out first, which is good to know. So. In most cases, you're not stuck with it forever if you really um, yeah. commit to working on it. Yeah. So that's good news for me and my small genes <laughs> after Greece. Um, so I guess we can take the example of what, you know, obviously this is not the first time either of us has put on weight after eating a lot on vacation. Um, if you listen to any of our other, other podcasts, you know that I practice intermittent fasting and I'll get more into fasting later, but generally when I'm on vacation, I stop fasting because I can't not have the free hotel breakfast. <laughs> Why would I ever give them that money, that free, extra money? <laughs> Amongst other reasons, but anyway, um, so, you know, that's part of the reason I'm sure that I hang on to excess fat, um, but there's other reasons too, you know, um, process, more processed food, um, in our, in our case, in particular in Greece, more dairy, which we're, especially I am not used to eating. Um, Adju may have indulged in a little bit of meat because he wanted to try yeah. the local uh, delicacies. So things that we're not eating on our daily life are now coming back to haunt us. <laughs> so what do we do? Um, I mean, we both kind of do different things. I think in general, what we both do is go back to a more strict whole food plant-based diet. That's what we both do, I mm -hmm. can say comfortably. So now that we're back home, I guess this is the second day I've lost track of time. We're back to cooking more. Um, in fact, cooking totally. Uh, we're back to eating our fermented foods. We had dosa for breakfast or Ajoy, had do Ajoy and the kids had dosa for breakfast this morning. I had my black coffee. Um, very little fat on the dosa. Right, exactly. As And it was um, made with whole, like a yes, larger with, grains, not just the... Yeah, red. in my dosa recipe, I tend to put more lentils than rice. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's a little healthier, more fiber, more uh, protein. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we go back to our usual suspects and even more so in fact, like we'll try not to eat out or order out for the next couple of weeks. We'll try to just eat at home. So whether we can control the oil, we can control what's put into our bellies. Um, so that's, that's the main thing that, that we do. Um, what I do is consider this almost, and I guess Adore does too, consider it like a cleanse almost mm -hmm. where you want to cleanse yourself of the dairy, cleanse yourself of the the processed food and the, the oils and fried foods and all of that. So really be more strict. Um, say I'm cleansing my body, so I'm not going to have any of that. Yep. Yep. Um, you want me to keep going? Yeah. All right. So a couple of things I've done <laughs> okay. in the past. Uh, last year, I decided to uh, try, you know, everyone talks about keto. Um, of course, you've heard us talk on and on about how um, standard keto is really not healthy for you, um, especially in the long term. But there is something, believe it or not, called vegan keto, which I also don't think, or I, I, I know both of us don't, yep. uh, don't think is healthy in the long term. However, a one-month vegan keto diet actually could be a good cleanse. And because there's so many resources out there, and some we can, you know, I'm sure share with you, uh, I think is a good a good thing to stick to, a good um, regimen to stick to, because you really, you go back to I, I, counting your macros and really watching what you're putting into your body. So when I say vegan keto, though, I'm not strict keto. I will never give up legumes and fruit, ever, because I think both of those are nature's perfect. And I think in the past one, we have mentioned about why fruit is very, very good for you, primarily because of the fiber in it. Right, right, exactly. Right? So. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't do a strict keto where I'm only eating like tofu and lettuce. Um, and you'll be, I guess it'll come later about the protein, right? So right, right. Legumes, okay. Yes, Sorry. yes. No, that's, so that's why I'm saying I've modified it somewhat. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. But another somewhat difficult aspect of my cleanse is I avoid all alcohol completely. So um, alcohol in general has extra calories. Um, there are some good parts to alcohol, particularly red wine, which you if you remember, we just talked about in our Mediterranean um, podcast series. However, if you are doing a true cleanse, it's good to give your body a break from any and all alcohol. So that's what we try to do for the next couple of weeks. Um, along those lines, any concentrated sugary drinks like processed juices, really juice in general. If you're going to have fruit, have it from the fruit itself. Don't, yep. you know, when Always. you squeeze the juice out of fruit, you miss the fiber for the most part, which is really the most important part of fruits. So we really just have water, soda, water, coffee, tea. That's really all we have for the next couple of weeks. Maybe some uh, nimbupani or yeah. fresh and, lime soda. Um, did you mention about the sugary drinks, like avoiding... Um, oh yeah, of course. I think it's, you should, of course, Maybe it's because what happens with sugary like drinks, soda and yeah, because what happens with pop. sugary drinks is as you are trying to empty that, you know, think of it as a, um, I don't know, uh, a boat that is sinking. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you have, you're dark today, aren't I know. you? <laughs> you have, uh, you know, water coming, coming, uh, you know, you're, you're bailing the water out by doing, you know, diet and exercise and stuff like that. And you still have that like, hole because... You're still having sugary drinks and, and stuff like that or alcohol and so on and so forth. And water is continuing to come in. The first thing you need to do is plug that, right? So plug the sugary drinks, plug the I feel alcohol. like we need to come up with a better metaphor than a sinking ship. 
So we'll work on that for you. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to kind of like, you know, say that uh, it, it's like uh, you're trying to solve the problem on one end uh, and con creating, uh, you know, remember that marble um, uh, analogy that we gave. Um, so, you know, you're as you're taking out the marbles, you're putting in more smaller marbles. So, you know, try not to do that. Yeah, I think what he's getting at is you really want to um, go back to my favorite food group or um, nutri nutrient is better than food group. My favorite nutrient, which is fiber, if anyone has ever listened to any of our podcasts or watched any of our videos, you know how much I love fiber. So that's why in my vegan modified vegan keto cleanse, I do not leave out fruit and legumes because both of those are super high in fiber. Of course, so are vegetables, but fruit and legumes add important fiber as well as uh, legumes with the protein, both with vitamins. So it seems silly to me to leave those things out. So please have your fruit, have your legumes. Legumes, I mean dal, lentils, beans, rajma, totally. chickpeas, etc. Um, you might want to consider, at least for the short term while you're doing your cleanse, actually counting grams of fiber. Keep a you know, use MyFitnessPal or any other tracker that you can find online. But I just want to say something here because I, I don't like those think trackers, so I have to like disagree. This is short term. Okay, thank you for saying we that. We don't want you, of course, obsessing Cause I, yeah, over... Because I hate those trackers. Yes, I know you do. Um, <laughs> they help me and it's to each his or her own. However, even for those that don't like it, sometimes a short-term cleanse, including counting your macros, can be helpful so, to yeah, keep you on track. I have to say that because of the fact that for years we did MyFitnessPal and tracked it and so mm -hmm. on. So when we look at a fruit or when we look at some food item, we kind of know how many grams mm -hmm. of fiber there is. And people may not have that experience yet. That's so kind of the point. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, yep, absolutely. Moving on. So, <laughs> what did you just say? For those of you that <laughs> that want to that want to count your fiber, try to get at least 30 grams a day. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I did that for a month and it was a full-time job. Um, that will make you feel full, that will make yeah. your body become that broom of fiber that cleans out your intestines and gets all that nasty stuff out including excess fat just want to add that you can actually use nuts to your advantage here. Absolutely. I forgot about yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. On nuts. So, of course, uh, particularly um, peanuts, walnuts, cashews, the right. almonds. Yeah. Um, and then I think Ajoy had mentioned earlier about... Oh, sorry, sorry. Before I get to that, if you're going to have fiber, remember fiber is BFF water. You have to have yes. water or you will become backed up, constipated, and you'll feel even more bloated. So, Please yeah. have water, yeah. at least three liters during this cleansing period. But it seems to be like I'm inter interjecting more than you normally. Like oh, normally you interject, right? What's going on? It must be that sinking shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But, the, but one of the things that water reminded me is uh, elementary biochemistry. If you, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. So I had to bring this up. Uh, <laughs> if you guys remember, it takes eight molecules oh. of Please continue to tune in. This whole this whole podcast will not be about biochemistry. Go ahead. Uh, if you remember, it takes eight molecules of water to um, you know to metabolize um, one molecule of fat. Uh, I think that's that is correct, if I'm not mistaken. So you need a ton of water, eight times the water for each molecule of fat. So therefore, it becomes all the more imperative that you stick to the water and you drink a lot of water. In fact, just as we were heading out of Greece itself, I, I had noticed that I had already started increasing my water intake. 
because I was already getting paranoid that, oh, I'm going to get a developer belly and, and so on. So I started drinking more water and I started drinking less beer. Just wow. to say that. <laughs> yes. Um, so water, 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 both as a friend for your fiber and as a foe for your fat. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. um, and then water. finally, <laughs> finally protein. So fiber, water, we talked about whole foods, um, plant-based, of course, plant-based whole foods, not less oil or, yeah. um, and less processed, yeah. but protein. Mm -hmm. Protein and, will keep you full. And that's going to come in part two again. Protein. It is, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, protein, of course, will keep you more full, fuller, if fuller. you will. Mm -hmm. And um, it will also help your muscles build back up as we talk about what we're going for in part two as well. Yeah. Um, but... So you might want to eat more protein than you're used to. Of course, if you've heard, again, I keep referring to our other podcasts, you don't need as much protein as you think you do. However, during this cleanse, you may want to increase your normal protein so you're not missing the things, I guess your 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 belly or your mind or both are not missing the things that you were indulging in. So if yeah. you feel full, hopefully you won't be craving sweets or carbs or fatty carbs or all of the above. <laughs> so... I know you want to jump to the next one, but I think I'd like to stop you here uh, because this, right. you know, you've been you've been today rambling. you've been rambling. About, I know, but but you know, this is one of your favorite topics, right? Belly fat. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a lot of experience. I mean, treating patients, you mean? Of course, uh, of course, no, yeah, <laughs> <Not> right. <you. laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, at this point, we'll we'll just conclude uh, part one, and uh, in part two, we will talk about um, how fasting can help. That's Really, the one of the fastest fastest way to fasting is fast. Fasting will Imagine help that. with the uh, belly fat reduction, um, as and well of course, exercise. And will exercise. And I just want to here I am interrupting again. Remember, yeah. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Anytime you're planning to do a drastic diet change, no matter how short of a duration, please talk to your doctor. So oh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. this is of course fine if you're not on medications or you don't have any certain underlying illnesses. Uh, however, this is somewhat drastic, whether it's short term or not, it needs to be cleared by your family doctor. Yeah, correct. correct. Because I, I, you know, as you're talking, I was looking, you know, I remember you said that uh, plant-based diet and, and fasting and all. And I said, wait a minute, there are some counterindications. Meaning right. when I say counterindication, that means uh, there are some things that if you are on medication or if you have certain diseases, let the doctor make that decision whether you need to um, whether it's okay for whether you it's to okay fast. for you to do this or not. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Perfect. Um, so. So see you in part two. Yeah. Let's see. Let's talk uh, more in part two. Thank you so much, guys. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can you think about one thing or an idea that you can start to introduce into your own life that will help make your life healthier and less stressful? If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you can take a few seconds to share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember, your health is literally in your own hands. Making lifestyle changes is not an easy task, but we promise you will be aptly rewarded with a long, healthy, and disease-free life.